What a beautiful job. I love our kids. They're so awesome. Even the Kolohe ones, your kids, that's the ones. But what a, what a great job. This morning, Pastor Charlie is going to be continuing in our series, Choosing Truth. And he's going to be talking about, do I need truth? Because for many, that's the question that they don't ask, is do I need truth? It's kind of like we just go along in life, living however we want to. And then when we fall into certain situations, then we start seeking out truth. Today, get ready, get your notes out from your bulletin, because Pastor Charlie is going to share with us, do I need truth? Let's welcome up Pastor Charlie as he comes and shares. Hey, can we give the, our children choir a hand again? Great job. Great job. I, I, I love the message. I love the message that they just shared with us. And I know that, you know, I can almost feel the season upon us already. But the message of we are worth. We have worth. We're worth it. Before our living God, we are a children of God. And what a wonderful job of reminding us that, that we, are, we have worth in God's eyes. Second butterfly. Yeah, last week, Pastor Sheldon took up an offering for the disaster to the typhoon in the Philippine Islands. And I just wanted to um, let you guys know that you guys are a giving family. That through the offering, we, you guys gave $9,000, a little over $9,000. Give yourselves a hand. What a wonderful job. Thank you for giving. And I just wanted to let you guys know that we are still taking offering. We're still taking donations towards the relief. So if you want to give towards that relief, just make out your checks to New Hope, Hilo, Hawaii. And put a note on there that this is for the relief fund for the Philippine Islands. And we'll get that check to them. Uh, we already have a team from the Foursquare uh, denomination out there already servicing them uh, and helping them in whatever way they can. So we'll get there their checks to them, but thank you for giving towards the, the relief fund. I also wanted to thank all those who participated and helped out with our homeless Thanksgiving dinner, or well, luncheon. We served over 800 people in our community who, who, who are easily forgotten and may not have a meal for Thanksgiving. So thank you all for, for all of those who participated and you for giving. Thank you for loving people. Well, I just want to say aloha and welcome to Hilo, New Hope, Hilo, Hawaii. I am Pastor Sheldon Luxina. And, and I just made a statement to you, and you have a choice. Many of you know the truth of that statement, but you have a choice to believe it or not. That's your choice. Actually, the, 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 see, look, Pastor Sheldon Luxina, see? That's who I am. But the truth is, I am Pastor Charlie, and uh, <laughs> you guys have a choice, and God, God gave us a choice. So this morning, I want to talk to you about that choice, the given choice to choose truth. And we're in our series, Choosing Truth. And I want to ask you this question, do we need truth? Do we need truth in our lives? Think about that. And now that that thought is in your mind, um, I want to ask you a couple more questions, and I would 
love if you guys would participate, audience participation. So here's the first question. Do you believe that we need truth? Raise your hand. Okay. Do you believe in truth? Raise your hand. Okay, good. I love it. Here's the last question. How many of you ever lied? Raise your hand. Okay, good. Honesty, I love that. All of you who don't have your hands up, you may now raise it. You guys just committed your first lie. Just kidding, just kidding. Do we need truth in our lives? And that's a no-brainer for me. Absolutely. We do need truth. We all want truth in our lives. I don't think there's one person in this sanctuary who would love to be lied to. Right? If there's one thing that irritates me is when people lie to me. Or they don't tell me the entire truth. I'm sure most of you would concur with that. How many of you love it when people lie to you? Right, none of us do. None of us do. When I'm lied to, it it kind of misinforms me of the truth of the matter, and, and it turns me off. Being lied to just turns me off. It doesn't take me where I want to be in my relationship with that person. It brings me no satisfaction to even build a relationship with that person when I'm lied to. I have no desire to do it. You see, lying, man, it just irritates the sushi out of me. It really does. And I love sushi. I really do. On the other hand, when a person is truthful and honest with me, it brings me to a place of comfort. It brings me to a place of ease. And the truth releases a sense of hope and a direction to build a relationship with that person. Truth builds relationships. It makes me feel as though we've taken a positive step to achieve what we've settled to to do through that relationship. That's what the truth of God's word does for us. It accomplishes what it was intended to do in our lives. Truth will never disappoint you. Oh, it can be painful at times when we don't want to hear the truth. But we need truth in our lives. Or we'll be living with a sense of doubt or with misunderstanding or with error. And in today's society, that's how people view truth. With misunderstanding, with doubt, and with error. There was actually a time in history when truth meant something. When it was very important. And men and women throughout the world would would search for this truth to gain wisdom. These people were called philosophers. And philosopher is, is made up of two words. One is filio, which is love, and the other one is sophos, which is wisdom. These philosophers were lovers of wisdom. But today, even philosophers question what is truth. Today, people, they want to they follow what seems to be truth, but they question their own belief in what is truth. Is there such a thing as truth? Does truth really exist? Is there anything to relate to as absolute truth? People want to know if truth really exists. And if it does, is it knowable to everyone? 
as a church, we have strayed so far from the truths of God that we can't even recognize it if it hit us in the nose. Is it because some of us don't believe in absolute truth? We question if we ever know truth for certainty. Is it real? Is truth real? Is truth important and do I need it? For some, we've learned to base our decision-making according to our emotions or, or our feelings, whether it's moral or otherwise. Our decision-making is decided on what we feel or what we think is right or wrong or what is the right thing to do. And we really don't think things true thoroughly. People tend to make decisions by following a trend. Well, everyone else is doing it, so I guess it's okay. And we make those kinds of decisions, but we don't examine if it's true or not. But they'll make the decisions based on emotions and, and by majority, by what everyone else is doing. We don't look for the whole truth, but what feels right, because they don't believe that there is such a thing as absolute truth, solid truth. Without truth in our lives, folks, any road will, we travel will seem right to us. <clears throat> Imagine we're at church, and one of these non-truth believers would come up to me and they say, hey, can you give me direction to Kilkaha? Now, I'm just using this for illustration's sake, so bear with me, okay? I came up with this because I used to do this. I used to mislead people. In my BC days, so. So, they came up to me and they said, hey, can you give me some directions to Kilkai? And I would say to them, well, let's see. Just drive out of the church, make a left on Kupulau, and then High High will be right there. Turn right and go all the way down on High High until you reach the very end. Make a right there and you'll be on Highway 11. Right off Kilauea, you hit Highway 11. As you hit Highway 11, you'll see a volcano sign. Just keep going. And when you hit Volcano, you, you come to the village. Right after the village, about half an hour from there, you reach your destination. I'd be sending them to Kau. <laughs> you know? And then next week, they'll come and say, Hey, Pastor Charlie, whoa, what you did to us? You didn't send us all the way to Kau. You misled me. Yes, you, you didn't give us the right directions. Well, I would say to them, Well, you told me you don't believe in truth. So I thought that it won't matter to you. You know, what is it? Do you believe in truth or not? Do we believe in truth or not? And people who say that there's no truth, there's no such thing as absolute truth, surprisingly, they don't want to be lied to, do they? They don't want to be hurt in any way. They don't want you to steal from them. They think that living life without truth will get them where they want to be. But when the truths of life hit them, hmm, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to deal with it. And it can be the same for us if we don't believe in the truths of God. We'll always be misled in life. Do we need truth? Absolutely. Absolutely. There was a poll thinking of people who believe in truth. And relativism is, is running so rampant in, in, in our state and in our country that 71% of people in America 
do not believe in absolute truth. 71% of the people in America do not believe in absolute truth. But here's a more stunning percentage. People who found Christ, people who believe in Jesus Christ, people who attend church regularly, people who pray regularly, people who have experienced the presence of the living God. Listen, 40% of these people, church following disciples of Jesus Christ, say the same thing. They do not believe in absolute truth. So if that poll was right, and I would just look from here, Robert, and down this way, that would say, all the way to you, brother, yes, brother Shane. Right from here, everybody on this side of the congregation would signify that all of these people do not believe in truth. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Can you see how even the church have compromised God's truth? Our moral standards by which we as Christians should live by have become so distorted it has involved in becoming a matter of opinion rather than faith in what we believe as the truths of God's word. This morning, I want you to know that truth is important for us as Christians. What you and I believe as the truths of God is important because it will determine how you and I will view life. It will determine how you and I live our life. Truth will determine your ability to understand life and obey God. Folks, it is very important to have truth in our lives and we'll find truth through the teachings of God's word. If you brought your Bibles with you this morning, would you open them to the book of John? If not, you can take out your, your notes and um, they're found in your bulletins which you received as you came in through the doors this morning. So we'll be in the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is the fourth book in the, the New Testament. And we'll be in chapter 8. And we'll look at verses 31 and 32. And it reads this way. Jesus said to the people who believed in him. So he's talking to his disciples. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. You see, folks, as created beings of the living God, we're created with imagination. We have a burning desire within us for knowledge. And people from different nations and, and, and cultures of the world have sought after truth. And as they discover truth, they live by them in obedience. And these truth-believing societies have advanced and have prospered in their lives. But other civilizations who understood understood truth but have not obeyed or lived by it these civilizations haven't advanced as a matter of fact for some of these societies they actually perished you see living by the truths of God's word helps us to advance in life it leaves us leaves us with a positive spirit to excel in our life I don't know about you but as for me when I studied God's word it's it's mostly the small things in his word that gives me big revelations. The simple stuff. 
And in this verse, Jesus said, that small little word, if, if. And that's a powerful action word that we get to choose and do. If you remain faithful. Now here's what Jesus is saying. He's actually giving us a choice to adjust our faith. So here's your first point on why we need truth. Number one, truth corrects us. Truth corrects us. Truth will bring us to a place of correction. Jesus said, if we remain faithful in his teachings, he's talking to his believers, you and I, his disciples, his followers, the church. So he must be saying at some point in our walk or our life, we're going to be unfaithful to his words and his truths. And isn't that true for most of us? We've been unfaithful to his truths. And for many of us, we've made some bad choices in life. How many of you agree? Yes. We've made mistakes. I've made my share, and I still do. I'm not perfect. But when, the, when truth entered my life, through the word of God, something happened to me. Something changed within me. And I'm sure it's the same way with you. I'm sure something happened with you when truth entered your life. When the word of God speaks to us in truth, it doesn't condemn us, folks, but it will convict us of our mistakes, our bad choices, and the sins we've committed. He says, whatever is hidden in the dark shall be revealed in the light. And God's word, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is that light. His word shines to set us free from the darkness. Now, all of a sudden, the light, the word reveals to us our errors, our mistakes. But it also reveals the truth, the truth of his forgiveness, his forgiveness to us. And as a response of submission to the truth, it brings us to a place of repentance and correction. Truth corrects us. Now, I'm sure we've all committed sin and, and we've made a, a lot of mistakes in our lives. And guess what? You probably will commit a little bit more. But God's truths will always correct us and guide us back onto that righteous path designed for our lives by God. It's Him. It's His spirit of truth. It's God Himself who corrects us and changes us from the inside out. John 3, 21 says it this way. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done to God. Now, I remember lying to my parents <clears throat> when I was in high school. I got, I, I got busted for gambling in school. So this is something that you guys, I didn't let anybody know yet. So don't be going on Twitter and Facebook and posting this and saying, hey, hey I just found out that Pastor got busted gambling so don't be doing that this is just for illustration's sake so anyway um, I got busted uh, for gambling and uh, one of my uh, counselors called my parents without me knowing and and, and told them that um, your son um, did this in school so he's uh, suspended for two days from school so I get home and it's late in the evening just coming home from practice and 
my parents start to interrogate me about this whole incident that happened in school, and I straight out lied to them. I never do nothing. They're wrong. So my parents, of course, they grounded me. That's what parents does when they're lied to, right? So I, I'm grounded, and I'm in my room. I can't go anywhere, and, and it's the guilt of lying to my parents because they're good parents. Just, just started to well up in me, and it, it just was painful on the inside. So I'm just dealing with all of this stuff, and all of a sudden, I say to myself, man, I got to man up. I got to go tell them the truth. So I go, and I, 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 I go to my dad and my mom, and I say, hey, mom, um, I lied. Um, yeah, I, I did commit. Um, I was gambling in school, so. And they looked at me and smiled, and they, was, they, they just said, so. That's all we were waiting for. We got a call from your counselor, so we just was waiting for you to, to man up, to, to come up front and, and tell us the truth. And my honesty really set my guilt, the, the guilt of lying, um, it went away. You know, we, I had small kind lecture, they, they, that's what they do, they lecture you, and then it, we were done, we were done. But my, my dad looked at me and he was so proud that I came out with the truth. And that's what God wants for us. He just wants us to, to know the truth about ourselves. He wants us to know his truth so that we have a repentive heart to come to him. God wants us to see the truth. Truth will fight for us and it will find its way to correct us. Truth will convict us, but it doesn't condemn us. It will convict us of the guilt of our sin. Why? Because truth wants to set us free from such things. Truth corrects us through the love of God, the Father, because He is truth. Truth will correct us, and when it does, sometimes, like me, we're stubborn, we hard-headed. We don't want to hear the bad things about ourselves, do we? We don't want to hear the truth sometimes about ourselves. But if a friend came up to you and, and told you that, you, you know, you get one uh, green onion stuck in your teeth, that's the truth. You know, you'd be a fool for saying, not, I don't know. <laughs> they love you. So truth will set us free and, and it brings correction. The truth will hurt at times, but it convicts us. It corrects us and leads us to repentance. In the errors of life, truth cries out within us and it brings us to the hope of freedom through Jesus Christ. King David understood this and he writes this in Psalms 25. Show me your way, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. As King David cried out to God for truth, it brought him as it will bring us to a place of peace, to a place of hope. But it also leaves us with a sense of security. Knowing the truths of God secures us from the errors and protects us from the schemes and the lies of the enemy, the devil. So here's your second point of why we need truth. Number two, truth protects us. Truth protects us. Truth will allow us to see our errors in our lives. But it also reveals the lies and the deceptions of the enemy when he throws it at us. 
Remember, his mission is to distract you from the truths of God, from, from his love that he has for you. That's his purpose. That's his mission. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy the very hope that God has for us through his truths, through his word. He wants to separate us from God by lying to us. That's his mission. And he started his mission, that deception started from the very beginning of creation in the book of Genesis. Remember when God spoke to Adam in the Garden of Eden and said, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the, tr the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Well, the serpent, the devil, who's the most cunning and shrewdest of all God's creation, spoke and deceived Eve. He lied to her by saying this, did God really say that? Did God really say you shall surely die? That was an outright lie that questioned the very word of God and his truth. Did God warn Adam? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Was he trying to protect Adam and Eve? Absolutely. Absolutely. Even today, God's truths are being questioned. And if we give in to the lies, we'll be deceived too. God's truths will reveal and protect us from the, the counterfeit lies of the enemy. King David understood that. And he wrote this from Psalms 40. Do not withhold your mercy from me, O Lord. May your love and your truth always protect me. Truth will protect us when we know what is true and what's not. We'll be able to overcome any obstacle, any temptation and trial life throws at us when we're focused on the truths of our master's words. There's nothing the enemy can do to distract us when we know the truth. Oh, he'll try. And at times he'll frustrate you. But knowing God's truth sets us free. And we will always find a way of escape from the trials and the errors that comes our way. A way to break through any situation. Through the truths of God, there's always a lesson that we, we can receive and learn. Excuse me, it's Lance's time. Ah, <clears throat> always keep eye on teacher. <laughs> In life, many difficulties. To go through life, there is truth. Today, truth say, can break truth. To prove truth, break telephone book. Ah. Ah. Lance, son. Focus. Telephone book. Focus. Break book. Ah. Always find truth. Truth say, Lance, do all things to Christ who makes strong.
take a book. Listen and son. God always make way. Always give way to break through all things. Always have technique in what life brings us. Concentrate. Focus and son. Break a book. Break a book. Tell me you break a every time in your life. Do such thing to truth, he set you free. Today, break a book, set you free, Lenson. Now go. The truths of God will always provide a way for us to overcome any obstacle and problems that we have that is common to man, the Bible says. His truths will protect us and warn us. It gives us an understanding of what, what's to come beforehand. John 16, 13 states it this way. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. The question for us is this. What are we listening to? Are we listening to self-emotions? Are we listening to what the world says or what feels like the right thing to do? Or are we listening to the truths of God's word? His truths correct us. They protect us when we know it and when we obey it. Obedience connects us to his heart. Obedience to his word. And that's your last point for today. Number three, truth connects us. Truth connects us. God's spoken word is absolute truth. And many have tried to prove that statement wrong, and they have failed. As a matter of fact, those who have tried to prove God's word wrong have now become believers of the word. And that's what his word does. His word bring us truth, and he makes believers out of us. Truth believers, because truth connects us to the Father. Jesus said this in John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the truth. He is the true revelation of the Father. Only through him can we overcome the world can we be connected to the father truth is not a feeling or or an option of what's right or wrong it is not based on our emotions or a trend truth came to us directly from the father's voice and it's alive and it lives within us it'll cut through our emotions It'll cut through our thoughts and, and our feelings, even to the depths of our soul and our spirit, the bird says. And one day we will have, we'll be held accountable to know the truth, to know it and obey it. Jesus said, it's true, your love that you have for me, your obedience and your acceptance of me that we connect to the Father. It's true, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. John 14, 15 to 17 reads it this way. If you love me, 
you will obey what I commanded. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. You see, guys, the, the world will have its opinion of truth, but it doesn't understand God's truths because they don't know him yet. But we do. And we're connected to him and he with us. That's our relationship. That connects us to the Father. It's his word, his voice of truth that enlightens us, that corrects us and protects us from the giants, from our trials and tribulations that we go through in life. His voice of truth shares a different love story with us than the world does. It speaks truth to us and connects us through a personal relationship that you and I will have through his truth with the Father. My prayer today is we make it our choice to listen and believe in the voice of truth. This morning, would you welcome Arnold and Glenn and Sister Clara and Sister Noah.
You guys got it? What are we listening to? Is it his voice or is it mine? Is it his voice or the world's? Is it my choice or opinion? Is it my flesh or my faith? We will be accountable to know it and to obey his voice of truth. But not just to know it and not just to obey it. It is for his glory. And that's why we need to share it. We need to share it with the world so, so they would hear the voice of truth too. Truth is not only to connect us with the Father, but truth is to connect us with one another. That's why he sent it. Because truth builds relationships. Through our personal relationship with the Father, we become beacons of his light to this dying world. And we get to share his truth through, through our personal relationship with, with people. And when we know God's truth, listen, it becomes our privilege, it's our privilege to share it with your families and with your friends and with your co-workers and 
with the world. And today I pray that you realize how important truth is in our lives as Christians. And I pray and I encourage you as Paul encouraged the church of Colossae. He encouraged them to share their faith when they heard that voice of truth, when they heard the very word of God. Paul encouraged them. And I pray that his word would encourage you this morning. And he said this from Colossians 1. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints. The faith and love that springs from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven. And that you have already heard about the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. All over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. Folks, we totally need truth in our lives. And truth will connect us and truth will protect us to, to walk in that righteous path that is set before us through our Lord Jesus Christ. But truth has been given, truth has been sent to be shared with people. It's been sent to us to build relationships, one relationship at a time. So that they too would have what you and I have this morning. Salvation and the freedom to live life through faith with the absolute truths of God's word. The truth that sets us free, not for a temporary time, but for all eternity. Amen. To close your Bibles and put on your notes. Would you bow your hearts in prayer with me this morning? Most gracious Father, we thank you you are truth, Lord God. And you brought truth to your son, Jesus Christ. And you gave us a way, Lord God, that through your truth, we can connect with you, Lord God. But you also showed us a way to correct our lives, Father, and, and readjust and recalibrate our faith back unto you and walk that righteous path. You also sent truth to protect us from from what deceives us in this world, Father, so that we may know what is right and wrong, what is good and evil, Lord God, so that we would maintain our path in your righteousness, your truths, Lord God. But I thank you that you sent the gospel to your son, Jesus Christ, that of what he did on the cross, proving to us your truths, Lord God, that in it we find salvation and freedom to live life free from sin, Lord God. But we get to share it with people. And we get to build relationships. We get to connect with them, Father, one relationship at a time. We get to do that, Lord God, and it's our privilege to serve you and to serve the truth that you have given us and share it with others so that they too may know your glorious salvation, the free gift that you gave them. 
this morning you may not know this salvation that I'm talking about. So this morning I want to offer you a chance to experience this salvation. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. All we need to do is ask. And I will say a prayer. And if that's your heart this morning, you want to know that salvation, you want to be set free to his truth. And the truth says, ask. And I'll say a prayer. And you can say this prayer along with me in your hearts. And the prayer goes something like this. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I've made many mistakes. Forgive me. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Be my Lord. I believe that you died and you rose again. I believe in you. I have eternal life. And that's truth.